It all started with mom. She's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure. So this Mother's Day, Kate Spade New York is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life. From our newest arrivals like springy dragonfly adorned handbags and jewelry to gifts under $100 to the best sellers on mom's most wanted list, there's something for everyone. Maybe you can even treat yourself too. Shop the Mother's Day gift guide at katespade.com. Hello and welcome to episode 37, season 3, episode 8 of Two Mr. P's in a Podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. How are we doing, guys? I hope you are all well and on the wind down towards Christmas. Now, you might be thinking, oh, I bet this is going to be a Christmas-themed episode as we are so close, but no, no, no. No, we are going to... We're going to treat you to an extra special episode that will hopefully be done before Christmas. Uh, this is just going to be like your normal, normal yeah, episode. Yeah, it's just your Joe Average app, so if you're tuning in... Well, they're never, they're never average, are they? Yeah, but I mean like average, like high standard average. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're tuning in hoping for some festivities... You might just uh, have to wait. No, no, no. Not today. Um, so, how's your week been, Adam? Yeah, it's been okay. I've had a bit of a um, yeah, a bit of a strange couple of weeks really, because obviously we had the uh, we had the London show. Yeah, which we'll we'll come on to shortly. Which we'll come on to, and then um, yeah, just so I was absolutely flying, was buzzing for a good couple of days, but then came back down to earth with a. I was going to say with a bang, but it was more like with a chop. Right. Um, because I had a uh, procedure. Uh, a procedure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Scientifically known as a vasectomy. Right, okay. Um, and for those people listening who do not know what a vasectomy is? It's the L snipper door, right. I call it. Um, yeah, I'm sure from that now they know exactly what it is. Get your snips out for the lads. Uh, yeah, so it's um, yeah. It, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, because he's bringing back the memories. It's, there are tears in his eyes it's as he talks. Really weird. What I mean, I'm still a little bit swollen. I'm still looking like I'm, you know, trying to take some illegal melons with me everywhere. Um, but no, I mean, you know, we, we, we've discussed it, discussed the future and what we want and everything. And, you know, I've got a boy and a girl and, uh, you know, happy and we're, we're set, family four. So I thought, I'll, you know, wife's been through team. childbirth twice. Yeah. Doesn't want to do the old, you know, pill and all that. So I'm like, right, I'll, I'll do it for us. Now the issue is you don't get any sympathy. Now it is painful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. It's now childbirth, as I've been oh, told a million times. Here we go. Which I here agree, we go. Which I agree. I know it isn't childbirth, but still <laughs> covering his tracks. <laughs> but still, but still, at the end of the day, it's just dangling there. You know, it's it's, it's so innocent. <laughs> but it's seen some things, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I what you know, me and Kim went to this. Um, to this uh, surgeries and we walked in and it's weird you know this I don't really get that nervous you know even like before shows I'm not that nervous I'm more excited than anything obviously wasn't that excited by this <laughs> right um, so as I walked in the woman said something to me 
And I, I was just so confused. I was like, sorry, what? And she went, it, it, it's so cold. I can't believe you're just in a T-shirt. Because I was in a T-shirt. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. I genuinely thought she had said to me, right, you just need to be in your T-shirt. <laughs> so I was ready to just whip it out in the waiting room. There's people waiting there. Um... But then, yeah, it's like a weird thing. Like, you kind of... What an O, that would have yeah, been. Yeah, a bit of an O, yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Why have you taken your pants off, Mr. Parkinson? <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, so then, you know, you go through the chat and then you get taken down uh, into, like, the waiting room. And obviously, being, like, a 31-year-old lad, I was the youngest there by, by an obvious margin. Yeah. And uh, all of these guys were just, you know, sweating just so nervy and I kind of tried to play it cool I was just walked in like yeah no worries then guys were coming out kind of like it's not that bad you know it's not that bad and then other guys were coming out it's like, one guy had like fainted and it was just a bit like I just wasn't very comfortable and then the nurse who was working there kept singing a bit of a Lewis Capaldi song she kept going I need somebody to hear like this and then going I just love that song it's that Tom Walker isn't it and I was just sat there like <laughs> Oh my god, I don't know what's worse, like the anticipation of what's coming, or this woman butchering a Lewis Capaldi tune, then playing it's Tom Walker. So then um, I went in, and the doctor, you know, just your absolute, your absolute guy's just like, right, yeah, so this is what's going to happen. Can you just go in there, take your, take your pants down, and, and whatever? I'm like, yeah, right. And he's like, uh, so nurse, you know, whatever's going to be at the top end at your head and then I'll, I'll be kind of doing the bids at the bottom and I was like right okay so I was lay there and it's it's orcs innit you've yeah, had done it it's yeah. orcs so I'm sat there well lay there and the guy's just like you know in- injecting like antiseptic or whatever you know what what is it called <laughs> what's it called it's antiseptic what is it it's uh, antibiotic no not antibiotic anti no, it's uh, the numbing stuff. What's yeah, it? the... Um, oh, God, it's gone out of my head. What's it called? I'm laughing at you because you're saying antiseptic. No, what's it called, though? Um, it's like local anaesthetic. Anaesthetic. Yeah, yeah, anaesthetic. Yeah. Anaesthetic. Because you get local anesthetic. or normal. It's like it's like General Tesco, puts you it? to sleep. It's like Tesco puts you to sleep, <laughs> Tesco Express. You still feel it's disturbed. In it, Sainsbury's local, isn't it? Um, one stop. So then, so then, one so, stop. So he's there, like injecting, you know, sharp scratch, and I'm like, yes. And then the woman's going, so do you have kids? I'm like, yeah, two. And then she's just kind of like, somehow the conversation, as the guy, it, I mean, you're in the chair, aren't you? You feel like he's got a sore. You feel like he is absolutely going to town. And she's kind of going, no, my. Uh, I've still not got round to see Frozen 2, is it good? <laughs> and I'm there discussing what I rate of Frozen 2 while seriously getting, like, Chopped. butchered. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's... Anyway, it's all said and done. Um, and I've got some funny stories to tell because... But I'll save it for next week due to the fact that I was off work for a couple of days and then I had to go back in uh, because I had to be Father Christmas in the Grosso. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you know, yeah. Some funny stories with that. I mean, I got to, I got turned away initially because they said I was too young when I went in. What age were you? I was like 26. No, you weren't. Yeah, I was. When you had the L Snipper door? Yeah. Never. I had, the, uh, I had the kit 2011. You had your after effects not that long. 
All right, I was 26, 27. By the way, listeners, After Effects means that one of his... Oh, I won't go there. Um, so, yeah, so I got... And then, and then the second time I went... Let's go there! No, the second time Grenade. I went... <laughs> the second time I went, I was on the table ready to get it done, and the guy and the doctor went, now, I just want to make sure... Where is it? <laughs> Did the doctor go, I can't quite seem to find it! Yeah. <laughs> no, but the doctor's like, right, just want to make it sure that you definitely want to do this. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, right, well, I'm not doing it if you're not 100% sure. And then I had to go back a third time really? before I get it done, yeah. Oh, my goodness yeah. me. It's like Claire was just... failed driving tests. <laughs> failed with Sorry, tears. Claire, I got a major. <laughs> Why? Couldn't, couldn't find it. They couldn't find it. <laughs> uh, so um so yeah so let's get on let's let's talk about uh the the london show which was oh. nothing short of immense just like the others have been i think for me and adam though we felt like it was by far our most polished performance well you say that i don't i like to think that all performances are good i just felt that no they were all good but i'm just yeah, saying that felt like the it. more shows you do the kind of sharper you get yeah and then uh it was just more it was the whole kind of day, wasn't it? It was the whole. It was the whole experience of it of like getting the train down, checking into the hotel. You know the guests we had with us. It yeah. was just absolutely insane. I mean, the thing was, we'd had quite the panic in the build up to the to the live show. So it was pretty much. Was it the Thursday night or the Friday night before? So we'd sold it out. Which I think we'd mentioned that on the previous episode a couple of times. Yeah, yeah I think we we might have just mentioned it, and then. Um, I just somehow managed to just go onto the event page on Facebook and literally there were, must have been nearly 10 posts from people going, uh, I've got four tickets to sell. Um, Unfortunately, I can't make it if you want a couple of tickets at a really good price. So I go into panic mode then because I'm counting them up and I'm like, bloody hell, there's near 50 50 tickets here going, no one's going to turn up. Mm. Now on, on... on like one of the other shows, we had a couple of people. We sold out ticket wise, but some people didn't show. So I was like, "50 ticket, it's going to look empty." And um, so I start posting it everywhere. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. Uh, if anyone wants to come on Saturdays, a few spare tickets go in. And then we woke up on the Saturday morning, and then you'd text me going, "There's even more." So yeah, there'd been yeah. another, a few more people going there. So I'm oh, just, as you can imagine, just thinking, oh, God, no one's going to turn up because we're, we're always nervous, before, or I am anyway. So, again, I start posting on my socials and I'm trying to get people interested. If you want to come along to it, these tickets, go into the group and just organise it. And then, I don't know why, but I just thought, let me just have a look at one of the people who were trying to sell these tickets. I'm not being funny, the guy in the picture, on his profile picture, why I didn't look straight away, on the first one that I looked at, he was built like, he was pretty much this built bodybuilder, and he was blinged up to death, so he had a, a necklace, uh, he had like, uh, you know, jewellery everywhere, shiny, <laughs> what, 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 bracelets. bracelets, watches, so I click on his profile, and then straight away it says his name, and it goes, from, uh, or born in Russia, lives in Tampa, Florida. So straight away, I'm a bit like, hang on a second. Straight away from his picture, he doesn't look like a teacher. And who the hell is trying? <laughs> flying over from Tampa, Florida to come and watch our little <laughs> podcast show? So I immediately become a little bit suspicious. 
Um, then start start looking at these other people trying to sell the posts, and half of them didn't even have real profiles. Um, and so then I'm thinking, they're all scammers. We've, we're, we're being scammed. We're being hoodwinked. Yeah. So then I'm deleting all the posts that I've, 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 I've done, um, and I'm thinking, what, what, you know... But what really what, what I'm up like? Obviously, you get your tickets outs and you get your your scammers. But it, to be that clever to target an independent little podcast show, yeah, it's, it is funny though, isn't it? Because when we spoke to people who would who would like, because we one lady got scammed, didn't she? One lady got scammed, and then for we like, just sort of like, said for like you know for face value scamming, wasn't it? Yeah, so she got she in touch while on the train, and she was like, ah. Oh, uh, I just want to let you know that I think I've been scammed. They've made me pay through PayPal, and then they would just—I've not heard from them, um, and I can't get onto their Facebook. The post is deleted. Blah blah blah. blah. So I was like, "Oh god!" So I, I said because she was um, she supports the Facebook page anyway. So I was like, "Right, come along." Yeah, we'll, we'll but sort then that out. other lady who was there was saying that she messaged one of the people, and yeah. then got quoted two hundred quid a ticket. Two hundred quid a ticket. <laughs> So one of the scammers was trying to make 200 squadders a ticket. 200 a ticket. Oh, I only wish we were selling him for that. Imagine. My goodness me. We'd have made an absolute bomb. Ticket. You'd have had any, you'd have a yacht. You'd have a yacht to actually show That's off. That's it. Um, I'd still have Primark pumps. Yeah, so finding out that actually no one was trying to sell tickets, everyone was coming. Everyone rocked up. Um, and that sort of panic was over. We set off alongside, well, we bought, brought Big Mike. He came down with us, oh, as did... He, um, he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, as did good old Cockney John. Cockney John. And uh, Back was, in my hometown. Yeah. So, yeah, so obviously we get to the to the venue, and, um, yeah, Big Mike and Cockney John just got just absolutely spanned, weren't they? So, obviously, while we're doing the show, they're just sat off at the side, just necking beers, Red just drinking stripes, all the way man. through. Whereas, you know, I had... I think I had one beer per um, half because you, 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 we're doing the performance. Yeah, yeah. I, so. I have a few while we're on stage, but I, I, I've been saying for a while that I've been like, just for bants purposes, I've been wanting to get recognised because you always let us know when you get recognised. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. You make it out like I'm some sort of narcissist. I'm not. I don't know what narcissist means. I think you're a, <laughs> no, you 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 often do. Why is there a group on WhatsApp called "When I Get Recognised?" Question mark. He's making <laughs> and a picture up. of you. He's making. And this no, but, no, but, no, but as in like you sometimes do you mention it? not in like a. I don't mention it. No, but not in like an arrogant way. We'll be somewhere and I'll get recognised. I've never been with you when you've been recognised. Genuine. No. But what I'm saying is, when you get recognised. I'll get a call or a text. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Love Island. Got a text. Oh, Lee's been recognised. Oh, um, so, uh, uh, listeners, this, no, is, so I, this is fake news. So I, I've been dying to get recognised to just because I want to put something in that group. <laughs> so then, when I went to toilet in that place, and then that table of girls were like the other Mister P, and I turned around, it's like we're coming to see your show. I was like, oh, thank you so much. Best week I've ever had. <laughs> I was buzzing, absolutely buzzing. I was like, "That counts. That counts as a recognition." Oh god! Um, but yeah, I mean, the reaction of the show was was what makes it. And it went, yeah. Because when we normally we wait around for like pics and chats and stuff at the end, don't we? But because we'd ran over, 
Yeah, the, um, the venue had to close. We went to uh, we went to um, just a pub across the road. Yeah, just a pub across the road, and then so we just sort of said, if you want to come over and we'll have a drink and chat, and if you do want to take a picture, you can. So quite a few did rock. Yeah, over, yeah, and then they were just saying stuff like I didn't realize because you don't realize, do you? Because we record these. And they go out, and obviously we find out how many people have listened, and people sometimes post in the group, and it's quality. But then when you're hearing people saying just how much they're loving the podcast, I absolutely, I was buzzing. Yeah, you're on cloud now. I right? absolutely love it. I, uh, yeah, I just, I, I thought it was really nice just being able to, yeah, have a chat and, and catch up and... Yeah, it was fun. The, the funniest, though, was just how, how drunk my dad and Cockney John were. Oh, is it... People were getting pictures with them. That's what I don't understand. <laughs> it was funny. I, I was taking a picture of, of like, fans with my dad, and I was a bit like, and dad couldn't look straight, could he? Yeah, he know, was so drunk. Because you know the thing with dad, when he gets drunk, his teeth move. It's weird, isn't it? His, his teeth look different when he drinks. So, like, on the pictures, his teeth are all over the shop. I'm like, how are your teeth there? Uh. But yeah, no, thank you. to uh, If you're listening and you came to the London show, honestly, if thank you're on you the so, tube, so, so much. Um, yeah, we really do appreciate it. And uh, it was, it was very, very special, as, as all of them have been. And, and, you know, it makes us so excited for our tour next, uh, next year. So um, if you've not got your tickets for those dates yet, head over to the website to mrpspodcast.com. That's a number two, mrpspodcast.com. We're coming to Scunthorpe, we're coming to Belfast, we're coming to Leicester, Winchester, Brighton, Leeds, Norwich. Yeah. Have I got them all there? I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, so we're hoping... Hopefully other places. Yeah, we're hoping to add more dates in as well. Um, But yeah, it was just a lovely uh, end to what has been an amazing year for the podcast with that show at the end of November. It was brilliant. And um, yeah, all the the sort of feedback and stuff was was great. Uh, I I found it funny how people kept asking us, you know, so, you know, it must take you so long to sort of write and prepare the episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this on, on the pod. Like, we have a WhatsApp group between us so if anything comes to mind, we might just pop it in the WhatsApp group. Like, like we're recording now. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> the thing is, you go on that, and then and you're the one going like, "I really hope I get recognised for the bounce." <laughs> you like it for reals. <laughs> oh god. Um, and so, what, what time are you coming? Well, I got home from the football about half eight. Yeah, so it's like just gone nine now. And you must be hungry because your stomach just rumbled. <laughs> so- We're going for the football. <laughs> I love that. Was it a trump or was it your stomach rumbling? Oh, it's not going to be a trump. You tried to it? just brush over it. I'm, I'm calling Trump. <laughs> it wasn't a trump. So you came here about, well, I got back from the football about half eight once I put the kids to bed. And it's just gone nine now. So, yeah, literally, Adam will come round. We'll have 10 minutes where we just make a couple of notes as to what the features are, and then we just go for it. So uh, the fact that some people think we actually write this oh, God, is, yeah. is pretty funny. And it was funny, because I, I was saying this to someone. Someone said to me, lovely woman, uh, it, was when, it was just kind of when we were looking at leaving, and I'd, I'd got my backpack on, and I'd walked outside, and, and you know, a woman was just like, oh, it was amazing, thanks so much. I said, oh, no, you're more than welcome, thanks for coming. And then she said to me, so how do you feel like being famous, right? And I stood there and I was laughing so much because I was just thinking like, 
on Monday morning, I am firmly doing games in Breakfast Club, <laughs> you know, with the kids, and then I'm doing my normal HLTA roles. And famous, I yeah. said, absolute, couldn't be further from it. Yeah, with yeah. my sandwiches wrapped in foil. Well, maybe if we do get to the point where we can sell tickets for two hundred quid, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be happy days. Um, but yeah, so what we then did, so once the the, the bar closed, we went we went out because a couple of our other th- friends came to join us in London, um, and we've got to introduce one of them because uh, he was just top draw bants on the, he on the night is, out. Isn't he? So uh, a lad, a lad called JJ, JJ, and JJ he is from is he Essex? He's Essex, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like proper Essex, but isn't he, he? Yeah, and he lives, he's like in the heart of London now. Yeah. And, but, he's, and he is, he's just, he's like, if there is a Cockneyer version than Cockney John, because Cockney John's been in Manchester a long time now, Cockney John is still well Cockney. Yeah. But JJ is also ridiculously Cockney. Yeah. So you've got Cockney John. He's, he's sort Cockney of like geezer, isn't he, JJ? He's just like, oh, what? He's, he, he's, he was a guy, when I first met him, and we went on a night out, he, uh, he said to me, he went, Porky. He went, I'll tell you what. He said, uh, he's going to be so much Pauline Fowler about tonight. <laughs> and I went, uh, Pauline Fowler? The, the woman off EastEnders? <laughs> and he went, it means growler. <laughs> right? One of the best opening lines I've ever heard. As soon as he said that, I was like, we're going to be friends for a long time. Yeah, yeah. so he came along. And uh, him and Cockney John, I thought they were just going to come to blows because they were just having a Cockney off, weren't they? Yeah. Just show us your Cockney. Get your Cockney out. How big's your Cockney? <laughs> just, just having it out of each other. It was but funny though. When we were in the taxi on the way to the bar, he was telling us about one of his ex-girlfriends, JJ, and this story just had me in bits. So it was his like his high school girlfriend. No, it was it was kind of like a a really really early like freshers. Girly met, and he was with her right, basically right through uni, right so through three uni. years. Because you got like, what would you, how would you describe? Do you know who JJ reminds me of? Because it was on TV last night. You know, Love Actually. Yeah. Right. So you know the guy who goes to America. Yeah, yeah. He's. I think he reminds me a little bit of him. Oh god, he won't like that. He won't. Oh, he won't like that. <laughs> <laughs> he won't like that. Why won't he? He'll kick you down the apple and pierce. <laughs> Anyway, so um, come on. You, you, well, it was with this girl, and then she cheated on him, didn't she? She cheated on him, yeah. Uh, with what turns out at the time, he he wasn't as big as he is now. Um, was Jack Whitehall? Yeah. So, so he cheated on. She cheated on JJ with Jack Whitehall before he he was a stand up comedian, but yeah, he wasn't. He, was, he, he was wasn't TV, like, was he? No, uh, he wasn't League of Your Own. No, but he might have been Big Brother's. Big Mouth, did he do that for did a he bit? Do that? I can't remember. He did summer. It was before League of the Road. It was before he got pretty big. He was on something. I can't remember what was he on. Oh, like early Jack Whitehall things. But anyway, um, Jack Whitehall was 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 on the scene in Fallowfield quite a lot. Yeah. I think he was. Was he seeing a girl from Manchester Uni? It was something like that. And um, he. Yeah, so he, he was round... Because remember, he went to Park Life, he got done for, like... There was pictures of him doing drugs at Park Life. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. But he's he throwing him under the bus here. No, but he knows that. Um, but anyway, it... <laughs> so basically, um, I actually... I, I, don't, I don't dislike Jack Whitehall as much as I used to, but I basically disliked him 
because he cheated on well he cheated yeah you know on my best well, one of my best mates at the time so basically we were in me and JJ were in this club uh, in Fallowfield and JJ turned round and now I was absolutely spanned at this point uh, absolutely absolutely Gunned. Christopher batted and uh, absolutely Christmas treat he turned round to me and he just went oh no Jet Wattles here and I was just like... Yo, it doesn't sound like... He's a different Cockney to Cockney John. That, I did it different. You didn't. You've not got the Jack range, Wall have you? Jack Wattle is here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jack Wattle is here. <laughs> no, it's still, still too Cockney Go on, you John. do it then, Mr. Impressions. He's a bit, he's a bit more Wessex. Oh, he's yeah, bit... Jack Wattle's here. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. But right. Yeah, he's trying to be a professional here. Right. So he's like, yeah, Jack Wattle's here. But he wasn't that upbeat, <laughs> so it was more like. You can only do that. It was more like in the next sight. Jack Wattles here. Yeah, that's it. Right. Oh, Jack Wattles here. Yeah. Right. So anyway, Jack Wattles there. <laughs> um, so I was levied, and Jack Wattles was kind of. He knew who JJ was. He knew what he'd done, and he kind of was. He had a little bit of an entourage around him in the corner of this place, and they would just be in. What, what was the place? Green Hearts. Oh, in Fallowfield. Yeah, and every time JJ like walked past the table and stuff, you could see that he was being. They were all being a little bit, you know, snide. Yeah, a little bit snidey. So I went over. And I said to JJ like, "I'm not having this, mate." So I walked over, <laughs> and uh, just went, "Oi, Whitehall! <laughs> You're not even funny, right?" So as I, like, went for Whitehall and said, you're not even funny. You didn't go for him, though. No, I'm saying as I went for him with my vocal cords. <laughs> I was like, you're not even funny. The bouncer immediately, because obviously Whitehall was in the back pocket, wasn't he? Um, so immediately the bouncer comes over and grabs me from behind the arms. Yeah. And I had a full pint of, um, I had a full pint of like dark fruit or not dark fruit at the time it must have been snake, snake bite. bite so I went oh, one sack I've got I've still got a full pint so I, I downed it as the guy was holding one of my arms and I put it on the top of my head and I looked <laughs> like at him like you're doing a boat race I looked at him and I was absolutely hooned and he was this proper Phil Mitchell looking bald yeah. bouncer and I just went Oh, chill out, Baldilocks, right? <laughs> and he took me to the floor. He took me to the floor. So Whitehall and his entourage were there, and I was I was flat down, and JJ was, like, grabbing my jacket, like, come on, let's go. Um, so, yeah, not not one of my finest stars. I mean, that's, that's old school. And at the end of the day, you know, things happen, a lot of things. It's all, JJ is very happy with his partner, and I, I think she's amazing. <sighs> So it all happens for a good reason. And, and as far as I'm concerned, Whitehall has recently done a film with The Rock. So, you know, but I, I always think when he's chilling with The Rock, who's one of my heroes, yeah. I hope he thinks about that one time that that really, really drunk guy got taken to the floor but called him unfunny. I feel like I've drove him to be funnier. Yeah, you motivated him. Cause exactly. Any, any selling out Manchester Evening News arena next week? Uh, well... Two nights, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, but would he have though? Well, this is the this is the best part as well. So JJ stays with the girl after the Jack Whitehall yeah, shindig. Yeah, he forgive her. Uh, once bitten, twice shy. Yeah. Uh, well, fool not, me once, 
fool. Well, what it did it? fool him again because she went no, and did it again. No, I Fool me once, fool you. Fool me twice, fool me. No. Yeah, it is. Fool me once, shame fool on you. me. Oh, shame on you. Yeah, yeah. Fool, fool me, me twice, twice, shame on me. Anyway. Oh, I always say that wrong then. Fool me once, I'm a fool. No, you're a fool. Fool me twice, I'm a fool. It's like that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, he took her back and then she went and did it again. Mm-hmm. Not with Whitehall. She upped the game. She upped the game, didn't she? She went yeah. from Whitehall to Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. Harry Styles. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with that. I'd celebrate it. I'd be like, that's a Claire. I'd be like, well done. Just that. <laughs> well, have you seen on Graham, Graham Norton? Yeah, yeah. I do like him. I've always liked I do, him. I do like him. His I dress think sense his is... dress sense yeah, is awful, terrible, isn't it? Yeah. But I, was, I, I think it's that he's just trying to find his... Uh, you know, from being... How old was he? When he got in on direct, oh, direct like 17. 17. Yeah. So he's had that identity of 1D for the whole time. So he's just trying to find himself. Yeah, he's, he's probably insecure. Don't know what for. <laughs> Because he's turning heads yeah. when he walks through the. Da- I'd have loved. Oh. I'd have loved to have seen what would have happened if you were in Queen of Hearts and you saw Harry Styles. I'd just be like, "Oh, did you? Were you the guy who slaughtered my mate's bird? Can I get a pick? Yeah. Can I kiss you? Uh, so, um, so anyway, it, well, when, when we were out in London as well, we got to. Uh, we finally got to a bar, Hackney. didn't we? Hackney was it? What what bar was it called again? Oslo. Oslo, yeah. And then what was funny about that is we'd been travelling in taxis to get places for ages, so Dad had sort of sobered up a little bit and was more tired than anything else. And then some guys said to JJ, didn't they? They went like, <laughs> he got so annoyed at that. Some guys just went, yeah, mate, you look like you vote Tory. And yeah. he saw his backside. He's fused, he was right? go, he was go, oh, He was getting so, he's like, it's just out of order. How, how do I look like I, I, I vote Tory? What is Why? it? Why? And I was like, it's probably just swept over hair, mate. He's there, it's swept over blonde hair, a blue tie, and an island forest badge. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, it was a good weekend. We had, oh, we had good fun. And we had a good laugh. So again, thank you so much. And please do get your tickets for the, uh, the next... Uh, well, next live show, which will be Scunthorpe, yeah, in yeah. February. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of love for the podcast. on Because I've been here, there and everywhere over the past couple of days. Waltham Abbey on Monday, Brighton yesterday, Northampton today, doing some conferences. And, um, yeah, loads of positive messages for the, uh, for the podcast because uh, we are coming to Brighton. So that was good. Because um, we, we we we've got a target, by the way. We needed we need help with this. So at the at present, we are. Let me just get this back up. Because um, we've set ourselves a target, a little Christmas target here. In that, since we've launched the podcast, the podcast has had four hundred and seventy three thousand one hundred and eighty four listens. That's honest. So we are close to half a mil, guys. And what we'd like to do is try and reach half a mil before Christmas. So, you know, re-listen to old episodes, get your friends to listen, uh, and let's see if we can get half a mil before uh, before Christmas. Right, so should we get into uh, some of the features? Yeah. Get 
Okay then, so Diabolical Leader of the Week and as always you've been sending us some nominations and uh, this week's winner or this episode's winner, this is an absolute doozy, I think this could be one of the worst. Um, so first can I start by saying how much I love the podcast? Yes you can. <laughs> <laughs> by all means. It has helped so much this academic year as I have started at a new school, one I feel I was missold on. Refund. <laughs> Refund. Uh, I moved from a school where I'd been observed outstanding most of the time to a school that is so toxic. I ha- had some time off with illness and this did not go down well and I feel that they are out for me. I was observed observed last week and I've now been put on capabilities. The reason? My year ones couldn't stick the work in their book independently and in line with the non-negotiables from our p- presentation policy. Year ones. <laughs> I'm, right, I mean, I'm, I'm not... laughing. I'm laughing, but I'm laughing in a sympathetic manner. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you now. At year one, sticking stuff in the books. Listen, I've got year six kids who struggle to stick stuff in the books neatly. The man that I'm sat next to <laughs> who struggles to stick books in, stick stuff in the books independently. You called me a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I won't worry. Oh, that is ridiculous. Non-negotiables from a presentation policy. Oh my god. Kids aren't robots. Oh, just so, it's, it winds me up. Just uh, how angry you get, like out, out the gradual. Oh god. It gets Kids me. Kids <laughs> It gets me so angry because. Stuff like that just isn't important. I'm I'm pretty sure at my school, I could be wrong here because I've not really been in Key Stage 1 this year, but I'm pretty sure in our year ones that it is the teachers who stick stuff in the book. Well, we don't put stuff in books, to be fair, but if there ever any is anything, it's the teachers who do it. Because at year one, they struggle to... We might start teaching them towards the end of year one, so the fact that you're getting put on capabilities because of oh, that's just madness absolute craziness um oh, honestly sometimes i'm lost for, i'm lost for words there adam i'm lost for words well at that one. you can just sum it up with the old rhyme from school do you remember crazy crazy chicken jowl crazy <laughs> remember that no bloody no my chicken coma <laughs> I remember that. No, um, but thanks for that. That's uh, I like the way I like. See, this is the difference between me and Adam. I get really annoyed, and I'm really sort of venting because I want to just, you know, take back control of teaching, and 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 you're just there like bloody Nora, chicken coma. It's actually bloody Norma. It's not. It's going to be bloody Nora. It's not. It's bloody Norma, chicken coma. Why would it be bloody Norma? Because that's the saying is bloody Nora. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Norma. Oh, God, right. Anyway, on to the next feature. Sounds better with Norma. (laughs) (laughs) The random thing you only find in primary schools. Okay, so the random thing you only find in primary schools this week is, and I think most schools must have this, Surely. Surely is the phone in the staff room, right? Oh, yeah. Now, every school, I'm sure, has a sort of internal phone system uh, where the office are able to phone through. I know quite a lot of classrooms might have their own phone. We don't. We have them sort of dotted around the school. There's normally one per corridor, but there's one just outside the staff room, and it's hilarious because every lunch, whenever you sat there, it goes off. Yeah. And it's panic stations. 
It's panic stations because it's like, oh God, who is it? You're crossing everything hoping that it's not your name being called because it could be anything. It's usually like a, I always think it's like a key stage leader usually gets the call. Yeah. Um, especially at my old school when it would often be like the key stage one leader or the key stage two leader or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's classic. I mean, I remember I only, I mean, I worked at my old school for like five years. I'm pretty sure I only had one phone call. <laughs> and and I can't for the life of me remember. It was something so ridiculous. Yeah. So like, uh, your pasties at the at the office. <laughs> you know, like someone had been to... Your festive face. Someone had been down the lane and got me a pasty, but then I think I'd nipped out for maybe a cigarette or like a phone call. Um, and they've left it there and just said like oh that's for Adam and then they've rang through and I remember someone was like Adam it's for you and everyone's like ooh <laughs> that's what it's like and it's... I was just kind of like oh no and it was just like you passed his ears I was like sweet yeah yeah I mean it's rare that I get a phone call now but it used to be because it could be anything could be parent complaint that's got to be one of the worst it could be um, yeah, the parent wants to speak to you yeah this yeah. parent on the phone wants to speak to you could be uh, the head Wants you to come down and you've got to do the long walk from the staff room the to the head's office. The old walk of shame. <laughs> the old Could be about nothing. Mile. The thing is, when you get when something like that, I mean, again, I'm not talking about the school I'm at now because it never happens. Like, like I said, I, I, I'm very lucky. But my old school, my head used to summon people. Yeah. And I always used to be like, if ever had, you know, uh, Miss wants to see you downstairs, and I'd be like, and I'd be racking my brains. Yes. What have I done? Did I speak to a kid in the wrong way? Did you hear it? What, what, you know, what have I done? And then I'll get in and it'll just be like, are you staying for the staff meal? I'm just like, oh, God, don't do it to me. I no, walk in yeah. straight away with my arms out like I'm getting arrested. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. I'll land in my people. Sorry for calling him a class clown. <laughs> but yeah, no, because... Um, it, it turns into a bit of like I'm a celeb slash dealer no deal with the banker. <laughs> so whoever takes the calls, like um, yeah, and then they'll come in and go, Lee, it's not you. <laughs> yeah. Go around like that. Um, I love go- that. It might be you. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I'm halfway through my dress. <laughs> but um, what the reason that it's brought brought it back up was I got a call last week. I was in the staff room, and then the call came through, and it was like. Uh, Oh, Lee, it's for you. So obviously it's the first one mm. I've had for ages because no one ever wants to speak to me. And I'm like, oh, God, what's it going <laughs> to be? And it was just basically what type of... Do you, ridiculous question, really. Do you want a normal Christmas dinner or do you want a vegetarian Christmas dinner? I went, does a bear poo in the woods? What are you Traditional. For you. Yeah. For you. And then I was like, I'll have all the vegetarians, uh, pigs in blankets as well. <laughs> No, they want it. I'll just have it. Um, so yeah, I got that tomorrow. Oh, is so it tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. But I'm gutted. So do you know? Remember last year um, when we have when we talked about how we do the Christmas dinner, um, and then we follow it with the talent show. Yeah, yeah. And I was, yeah, no talent show. This well, they're doing it, but it's on a day when I'm not in. Oh yeah. Because tomorrow's the polling day. Um. Oh, I'm absolutely gutted. Tomorrow's going to be such. Oh. So, so gutted. But anyway, so uh, it reminded us as well, that staff room phone uh, chat about when we used to work at Next. So <laughs> back in the day in Next, and like I started work at Next when I was, I think, 16 till when I finished uni. Mm. I think you must have been the same. Yeah, yeah you I didn't, was 16, yeah. You didn't finish uni. 
Indeed. Thanks for that. <laughs> no. Well, um, they had a phone system in Next, and it was... You'd, you'd be able to speak to everyone in the store. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You'd make an announcement, didn't yeah, you? announcement, yeah. And so there were different phones dotted about, and each phone had a different, obvious number, different code. Oh, it was hilarious, because there was a time at Next where... Because when I was coaching your football team, yeah. So I, co- so I was in like, what twenty barren years? <laughs> <laughs> twenty. I wouldn't have seen a season out if it was today's yeah, exactly, type of football. Yeah. But yeah, second so, season. So what were you under sixteens? You took over under six. Under sixteen. Yeah, you did two seasons, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was only twenty. So it was pretty, pretty much. Yeah, it was like, an effort from you, to be fair. It was, it was like a player manager role, although I wasn't old, old enough to play. It's a bit like a Lampard coming in. You wouldn't have got it anyway. <laughs> but yeah. And then, um, and so, and what I'd done is organised us for go, to go on a tour, tours and stuff. So like uh, first year we went to Valkenburg in Holland, Boy, and then yeah. we went to Lorette de Mar in Spain. Lorette de Mar. So the Lorette de Mar one, we had to fly that. So it's a little bit more expensive. So I basically got the whole team part-time jobs at Next. Yeah, yeah. Just pulled a few strings, and so it, it was. There was a time. There's probably about a year, wasn't there, where if you did have a shift at Next, there was guaranteed to be. A uh, few of the other lads there that you could have some, oh, you know, some bands yeah. with. No one used to work a Tuesday, Thursday training nights. No, no, they, they were barren <laughs> in nets. Yeah, but uh, a Monday night was a solid shift. Six oh, ten, yeah, six ten, six ten. New to... next tape. Yeah, bang it in, especially around Christmas as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But going back to the phones, it was because when you're in like when you're younger, and I always remember this. I got lost in a shop, and and then you hear like. Can Adam Parkinson please make their way to the... Or can the parents of Adam Parkinson yeah. please make their way to the customer service desk? I'm there screaming, <laughs> bawling my eyes out. Mum rocks up with a trolley. Absolutely fumes. I'm just like... <laughs> oh, don't we? Can we And, um, yeah, so I remember, like, when we first got the power, and it wasn't just... It was kids' wear, wasn't it? Yeah, so kids' wear was a lot... uh, So, yeah, kids' wear was on on one side. It's all one shop now, but it used to be kids' wear on one side. Then it was ladies' wear up top, men's wear at the bottom. So, whatever you'd say, it'd go across all stores. So, I remember I used to work with a guy called Sean McMurrah, who's a good friend of mine. Um, And on the way in, we saw Steve McManaman... (laughs) Uh, ex-Liverpool footballer and I remember just for the whole night just going can Sean McManaman contact 229 <laughs> Sean McManaman 229 well that was the and way 229 would ring and I'd go hello and he'd go hello and I'd go ah! and just put the phone down then literally 20 minutes later I'd just be like oh I'm pretty bored Sean McManaman <laughs> But that was the way you had to speak, didn't you? Oh, yeah. And it was like, I remember, I think I was with Ryan, and we had we used to do it where who could exaggerate the... Because uh, the, it used to be a pattern that you'd have to speak, almost like a jingle, and it'd be yeah. like, uh, Adam to 225, that's Adam 225. And oh, I remember we yeah. used to, we yeah, used to yeah. have competitions. Who could leave that gap? That, the gap, yeah. So, I remember being <laughs> slimes, he did it as well. Can Adam contact 225? That's Adam Two two five. Yeah, I do remember. That. Oh, I figured then. <laughs> and then, and then there were like ones where it used to be. Can you put the random name? You know, like the Bart Simpson phone yeah, in modes. Yeah. So it'd be like, um, can Ben Dover contact two three four? That's Ben Dover two three four. Alcoholic. 
Two, three, five. Oh, golly. Two, three, five. Oh. Um, no, Those yeah, were the I do days. remember that. That was yeah. funny. That yeah. was funny. Because yeah. in our school, we've not got it as a PA system. It's just phones, but... Uh, but yeah, I wish it did. That'd be no, funny, wouldn't it? No, it'd be too risky, wouldn't it? <laughs> too risky, yeah. It's far too risky. <laughs> uh, King Cockney John, contact yeah. 245. All right, bruv. Yeah. Uh, can my bruv contact <laughs> 229? Uh, yeah, roll back some, some memories there. Right, so here's a quick word from this week's sponsor. We are once again proud to be sponsored by Interm IT. With the greater adoption of cloud-based technologies, here are some items that you might want to add to your checklist to ensure you just get on with teaching, working smarter and not harder. These very simple checklist items can restore your faith in technology so what you have planned you can deliver. Regardless of what technologies you use in school, there are three core considerations to check. Infras, although it's not the sexy side of computing, it's imperative that your copper cabling between your access points and your core infrastructure is tested and good enough to cope with the latest technology. Wireless access points ensure that the brand you go with, each access point is able to cope with your classroom's total number of devices connected to at the same time. Some people aren't aware that some wireless access points are unable to cope with a regular class worth of devices at the same time and therefore it can disrupt your lessons as these devices will constantly connect and disconnect. Please make sure that before you purchase you ask for this information in writing. Your broadband ensure that your connectivity has sufficient bandwidth for your entire school's worth of devices to allow for them to be connected at the same time and the correct educational filtering to safeguard your school if you couple good and reliable infrastructure wireless and sufficient broadband together you can ensure that you and your class can quickly get on to deliver every lesson and empower you to build on your computing once these three things are in place in summary please ensure the following each access point can take your full classroom devices your core infrastructure is suitable and up to date and your broadband has sufficient bandwidth and filtering if you need any support or any questions you can contact interim it by going to their website via their Facebook page or comment on one of their posts. The strange. The strange things Okay, so the strange things that only happen in primary schools. Well, not just primary schools. We're going all, going whole school here, primary school. and secondary. Yeah, and this yeah. is more sort of things we did when we were at school that were weird. How it started, I don't know, but it was a tradition that I think still go. Well, does still go today because it happened go. the other the other week. And it's when you're in the dinner hall. You're in the dinner hall. You're having your dinner, and someone accidentally drops the plate and the instinct reaction from everyone who hears the plate and as soon as that plate cutlery cup touches the floor the whole school stops you might have a mouthful of food whatever everyone stops and just communal just without even like telepathically mm. everyone in the room just like will that shout. guy that Gareth Malone who's that? And he the guy who does all the oh the quiet composing, stuff. yeah. Like he's like <laughs> yeah, orchestrating the cre- oh, conducting, yeah. Because everyone just suddenly, <laughs> 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 
I love it. And uh, yeah, God, it's and then, not that good though when you're an adult. Well, I just don't, I think people are too polite. Like, there's so many times where that happens, and now whoever you, whoever I'm with, whenever someone does that, I like turn to them and I'm always going like, "Way!" But like, say it in such a quiet, vo- like whispered voice yeah. to ensure that the guy doesn't hear me. And but, I think ki- that- but kids, kids cry a lot now. I don't remember them crying as well. I remember like one of my early days. It was embarrassing. Did it ever happen to you? My old school. Oh yeah, did it. I always remember getting served by Pam. Do you remember Pam? Stop tapping your change, and we used to just be like tapping the tapping the hell out of that change. Stop tapping your change, and then I remember it just my bowl of custard just slipped off my tray as I was like leaving, and it just went like, and it was like slow mo. I was like, no, it's like. On the floor, and then straight away, like you said, it was just Whoa! I'm like, you're not getting another. And um, yeah, I just the thing is, though, I remember one of my early days at my old school. I still thought it was fair game, and uh, I remember a kid. He had one of the um, he had one of the boxes of uh, of pencil sharpenings, and someone said, "Take it over to the bin." You know, like Charlie, take it over to the bin. So as Charlie's walking, he just kind of loses footing, throws all the sharpenings <laughs> forward. I'm in, I'm in this class and I went, I, on my own. But my way gets the kids laughing. Yeah. Makes Charlie a little bit upset. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> oh, and, and I, I was stood there. Shocker. And I, you know when you have to like do something to like make the kid feel better. So I like went like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Like, I think, you know, I picked up the sharpenings and, like, put a bit on my hair or something, like, oh, where's that sharpening gone? <laughs> but then I just kept thinking, like, wait. No. I bet you were, like, Brynn and Gavin and Stacey when they do the surprise. <laughs> oh, surprise! That. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> surprise! Wait! There's a right in his face. Wait! Um, I'll tell you a funny one, though. It just reminded me, uh, with saying the name Charlie, uh, he's one of my good friends, uh, Charlie, Charlie Mulks. He, um, big podcast listener as well. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to... Near, near half a million. He's Shout, probably like yeah, 250,000. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to old Charlie. Uh, when we were in, when we were in, um, it was Australia. And I, I, for, forgive me if I've said this before. I really hope I haven't. But when we were in Australia on a rugby tour, we had a teacher called Anthony Henderson. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mustn't have told this. No, I don't think so. And... On every, all the teachers' clothing, like the Ambrose, the school rugby clothing, they had their initials, yeah. right? So his initials were A-H. So he came up, we were all eating at McDonald's, right? Or Burger King or something. And he came up, and as he came up, he went, he walked past our table, me and Charlie sat there, and he just kind of just tripped up. So we all went, wait! And he went, oh, grow up. And I went, ah, right? <laughs> right? And he yeah. went, no, no. And I went, ah! But I carried it on, because obviously we were like 17. But then we all started joining in, and we all kept going, ah! And then he was going, what are you doing that for? And then, then it took someone to kind of point his thing. Oh, right, yeah, my initials. My initials say, ah! Oh. And we were going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I think uh, it is Diana Daft, though. I think, I think that. 
that was a doozy. You know what made me laugh is if Charlie's listening to this now, he'll remember it so so plum. <laughs> Great uh, stuff. He's but, the, he's the teacher that parked in the car park dead far away from school. Yeah. Then went to get in his car late, and then he, he slipped his disc in his back and had to stay in his car all night. <laughs> Came in like unshaven, like crawled to school the next day. I cast away. Wilson! <laughs> I wish I'd have seen him, I'd have been like, oh. I was just laughing at him. Could you imagine being in that position where you sleep back and you have to stay in the car? I bet he was, I bet he was like, ah! And people walking past like, now he gets it! <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's tickled me right. Oh, on to the next, uh, next feature. Pointless things you find in school. Okay, so the pointless thing that you only find in primary schools um, is this phrase that seems to be everywhere now. And I think it's quickly becoming the most patronising phrase to any teacher that's been teaching longer than five years. And it's this knowledge-rich curriculum phrase. And I've just got to call it out because I just think it's... It's just doing my head in, right? Because... I don't know if it's just me, but has every curriculum we taught not been knowledge rich? Does knowledge not underpin absolutely everything that we do? And it's imperative. But people go on as if it's like a brand new thing. Like actually knowing stuff is this revolution. Like before, we never taught children any knowledge. I don't know what they thought we did. Um, Because I talk a lot about skills and, you know... I mean, my big thing, I mean, there's a couple of things with this, but knowledge underpins everything. You cannot be skillful at something without having knowledge. So let's say you take the idea of typing. If you want to be skillful at typing, you need core knowledge to be able to do that. You need to know knowledge of where the keys are on the keyboard. You need to know that rather than pressing the caps lock to get a capital letter, you hold your finger down on shift to do that. That is knowledge that... If you apply, you will then become skillful at typing, right? I'm a pretty skillful <clears throat> typer, but I use a caps lock button. Right, well, it, that's not really the point I'm trying Sorry, to make carry it. On. But do you know what I mean? So if I, I don't know whether that's just me and that's just been what I've sort of done anyway for years, but now it's almost like this new revolution of knowledge rich. It's revolution. all about... No, revolution. Oh, carry on. <laughs> I'm making and, some and, solid impact yeah, here. I know, but the way some... I just... I, I worry, and we were talking about this after the podcast with some teachers, and I worry about um, where this is going to go because the way some schools are approaching this idea of knowledge-rich curriculum is it is just children remembering facts. Like, all that seems to happen is children are just, you know, being being told facts and they're just expected to remember them. And then they're not given the opportunity to apply that knowledge creatively 
And this is what I'm banging on about all the time on my training about being creative through technology, actually using knowledge and applying it creatively. Uh, otherwise, in my opinion, it's wasted knowledge. And we're, gonna, we're at risk here of creating a generation of kids with this knowledge-rich curriculum approach. I'm doing my, like, you know, inverted commas there in my fingers, where we're going to have a generation of kids who can't apply themselves in the real world, but they'll be belting at a pub quiz. Mm. Do, you know, do, you know, do you know what I'm saying with that? Yeah, yeah, and it, it is yeah. pointless because, you know, the word curriculum for me is absolutely underpinned by knowledge. I mean, there's a lot of discussion to be had about what we teach in our curriculum as to whether that's knowledge children really sort of need, but that's for a discussion for another day. But I'd, yeah, it's just been winding me up because I just keep hearing it, keep seeing it, and I'm just a bit like, hang on a second, is this not what we've already been doing for years anyway? And if it's going the one way where it's just knowledge acquisition and not application of knowledge, then I think it's a dangerous game to play. So, um, so yeah, that's my pointless thing of the episode. <clears throat> that wasn't the rant. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That's coming up now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> I want to rant. Rant. I want to rant. Rant. I want to rant. Rant. Tell me not to rant. Well, all I gotta tell you when you tell me not to rant, I say no. No. No, no, no. Okay, so rant of the week, and this is something that we both decided on, but I think we're both bringing different uh, rants about the same theme in different yeah. different ways. Mm. So I think I should go first. Okay. And what, what, so I think the overall rant this week is 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 lying, right? Telling lies. And this is something that is just everywhere. Just what happened to valuing the truth? Um, so I'm talking very broadly uh, about everything that's happening at the minute with the election and, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's so hard as a parent now to, to try and get your children to be truthful when the most powerful person in England cannot tell the truth to save his life. And... What winds me up, there's a couple of things with it, basically, and, and here's a rant, so I'm going for it. Um, politicians need to be held more accountable because they just get away with telling absolute lies at the minute. I mean, the whole scandal around the picture of the child on the hospital floor, did you see that? Have you read about it? Have you not read about it? So I'm not going to go through it all. It's all over social media. Um, how naive people are on social media, by the way, is quickly becoming one of my absolute... Biggest annoyances, biggest annoyances, how we, we're in this post-truth era where as soon as we see something on social media, as soon as it agrees with my viewpoint on something, I don't care if it's true or not, I'm sharing it, I'm commenting. And it's a scary way, we're, it's a scary place that we're heading to if that's what we're going to look at. Rather than, And it's this idea that what I think is right, therefore anything that agrees with my viewpoint, I'm, I'm going to take it as being truthful, even though it can be a complete lie. Like, I have my viewpoints on things, but if I'm shown actual facts, I'm not going to then dispute it. I will, I will take on board the truth, yet... That seems to be rarity nowadays. The other thing that winds me up about this is the actual platforms like Facebook. Facebook and Zuckerberg, who I think now is one of the biggest column fours, uh, which if you've been to the live show, you'll understand that reference, going, Zuckerberg is so arrogant and 
he's probably listening to this now. Uh, in the fact, Think. yeah, yeah, subscribe. No, but he, because what he's done over the past few years is he's just assumed that everyone else is as thick as anything. And yeah, he might be right to a lot of people. But what he's done with Facebook is he's created this monster. And what is is interested more than anything is is the money side of things. So he has a moral obligation. That company has a moral obligation to fact check stuff. And what he does at the minute is he lets everything go. So you can be the most racist, most hate-filled political party and you can still uh, advertise on Facebook because Facebook don't fact-check. What Facebook line is, well, we're leaving it to the users to, to make their own minds up. And yeah. so they're allowing all this propaganda. And they have a moral obligation because, you know, if I was... Um, give an example. If I was... Uh, well, if I was teaching, right... And a kid in the class starts spouting loads of racist language and hatred and all that sort of stuff. Mm. You're not going to allow it, are you? Of course not. You're not going to sit, sit and, right, just, just you know, quieten down, let's get on with that. You're going to get rid of them. They of need course, to get yeah. out, you know, because that's not right. Uh, you have a moral obligation to not allow hate and discrimination in every walk of life, not just as a teacher, but yeah. Zuckerberg lets it go. Oh, they're paying us money, so they can say whatever they want, and we're just a platform. It's not good enough. But yeah, I wish, I wish, I wish we could start valuing the truth again, because this general election has been absolutely embarrassing, um, and the reporting on it and everything. You know, if you've not picked up on the last few episodes, that I, I, I will vote Labour, but you know the Tories. 88% of their adverts on social media have been found to be misleading and they're just getting away with it. Just getting away with it. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. So lying. And it winds me up because it's so hard now as teachers, as, as parents, to instill in our, in our pupils and our own children this idea that lying is wrong when the most powerful people on the planet are just happily doing it, getting away with it, and no one's holding them to account. It's... Well, my um, <clears throat> add-on to the rant there is more the different type of lies. Now, obviously, we're going way back to one of the earlier steps, and we're talking about an old trusty, an old favourite. His name is David. <laughs> and he, 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 he made up lies, and we know his famous lie was that he had a donkey in his garden, and then what happened to that donkey? It died. It died. I hope everyone... Is listening to that and going, it died. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that's that's what we call the white line. It is. It's not hurting anyone. It's not harming anyone, unless he actually had a horse and it died, which then, <laughs> which then would be a bit of animal cruelty. Yeah. But that definitely didn't happen. So you got like white lies and you got like little fibs. You know, like Nana says, Nana Maureen says fibs. Yeah. You know. Um, so we, I used to have a guy who I went to school with, who he was. An insane liar, as in, like, he just used to lie. A bit like but, Jay from the in-between. Yeah, but they were, like, they were, like, they weren't they harming anyone. No. He basically, um, there's a couple of examples. He, uh, he, he told us, told a group of us lads once, Man United were playing away in Italy. Yeah. Uh, in Rome, and he said about, um, hey, so, uh, so United were away in Rome last night, I was there, and we were like, Really? You know, like, because at the time, you kind of like, why would he make that up? Yeah. Like, really? Um, yeah, yeah, I was right in the mix, you know, and the cameras are on, and all the police are attacking the United fans. I was in the mix, and we were like, no way. And then, as he left, 
someone else walked over and you just kind of go like, hey, he, he was in uh, in Rome at the United game. He went, nah. He went, I worked at 610 with him in USC last night. <laughs> so like, he worked an honest 610 in the Trafford Centre, yet was telling a whole common room that he, um, you know, he'd done this. On, another one is, he used to have these absolutely horrible cheap like Poundland racing car seat covers in his really <laughs> terrible car and he told us that his dad because his dad his dad was a policeman he, he uh, his dad took them off a drug dealer that he'd arrested so his dad confiscated them <laughs> off a drug dealer and then yeah. and then donated these extremely expensive seat covers to his son from a drug dealer <laughs> and he was driving around in this Megan like this Renault Megan and I mean I'm sorry but the, the thing is I don't mind that but then you know he's, he's like he's like his whole life is a bit of a lie um, but yeah I mean lying it's yeah you just you get caught in a web don't you yeah web web lies I mean we all do tell those white lies and sometimes you've got to You've, you know, you're not in a, you've got to do it, but yeah. I love, there's nothing better than the white lie of like, dad's good for it. Dad's quality. And it's, again, it's never one, classic London. London, dad was absolutely trolled. Yeah, he was. Trolled. Me and you were looking after him. We were (laughs) fine. Absolutely fine. Next morning, mum rings him and he's like, Hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was fine. Yeah. Nah. I was absolutely fine. No, I was looking after the other two. I was like, that is absolute rubbish. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, right, we've got a couple of listener stories to share with you. Before we get into them, uh, the first story, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to bring in a bit of a warning here. So, we have had a couple of teachers get in touch saying that they do um, listen to the podcast with their kids, and therefore we do try and. Um, Keep the content, you know, we don't sort of swear. We say it's a 12A, don't we? Yeah, I'd say it was a 12A, but this next story is what well worth saying? a share. Are you going 15 or 18? I, I, it's not like this language, it's more the, the content might not be primary age because it's from a secondary school teacher. Okay, so 15. So I'm just, I'm just warning you basically, if you want to sort of pause it here or fast forward it for the next minute or so. Or do the la 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 la. <laughs> yeah, ear muffet. Right, here we go. Because it starts like this. I'm not even sure you'll be able to read this out. Ooh, tasty. Monkey with the eyes over the face. My spidey senses. So this is why it stood, up, stood out. Things so, are going to get tasty. This happened a few years ago. I was in my training year, and it was about July, so I was no longer being monitored. Responsibility for an entire class. I'd trained for this. What could possibly go wrong? It was when the Euros were on. And there was an England game midway midway through the day. And naturally, all the kids wanted to watch it. But we'd been told that we weren't allowed. So I'm trying to teach year eight some poetry instead. So year eight, we're talking, what, 13, 12, 13? No. Year eight, 13, 14. 13, right. Anyway, so naturally, I had the score refreshing to keep them updated. Anyway, there's this kid who often made the wrong decisions. Oh, yeah. We made the wrong choices. Uh, I keep seeing him looking down in his lap, which if you remember from being at school yourself, generally means you're on, you're on your phone. I was convinced that he was trying to stream the game. So when he put his hand up to go to the toilet, 
I really thought I'd got him. I said no a few times and he started to beg. And thinking that his phone was in his lap, I said, all right then, but stand up without moving your hands. Convinced that the phone would fall to the floor and that I would seem the ultimate detective. I should add here that there had been a sports event that morning and the students were all in the PE kit. What I did not expect was for him to go beetroot red and stand up to reveal not a phone falling to the floor, but quite an obvious erection. So obvious that the rest of the class started pointing and chanting, Boner! Boner! (laughs) I've never felt so embarrassed. God knows how he felt. I am a terrible person. Sure, you don't want to work in secondary. Anyway, even if you can't use it, I hope this gives you a bit of a laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that was... Because, I mean, that took me back, because there's a, there's a time... There's, Did it? No, no, but what I'm saying is there was, there's a time where you're going through that sort of puberty stage and it, 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 it has a mind of its own. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. And there are... There's always... My belt's a, never worked harder. <laughs> Trapping it. Trapping it. We've got a live one! <laughs> Get down, boy! Yeah, oh, I remember. I remember. Like this is bit. Of, this is bit of confession time. I remember being in Miss Shaw's history lesson. <laughs> now let's just break it down here. You know, Miss Shaw didn't do it for me. She was nothing like tutti frutti looty, <laughs> Miss Looty. I had a little thing for Miss Looty. Miss Shaw didn't do anything to me, but so, something that day did, and uh, I, I remember being sat there and I was thinking, oh man. And then she said, come and get your sheet from the front of the class. So I was like, oh, my God. So obviously, tactical, just trapped it in my belt, right? <laughs> and as I'm walking back to my seat, it it, it drops out my belt. And I, and, I, and, and I literally was just like, oh, my God. And I put the sheet over it, and it looked like a teepee. I was just like, oh, God. So I had to sit down. I was like, jeez. Uh, yeah, not good. No, right. A couple of others before we <laughs> <laughs> move on. Thank you for I that one. Yeah. That, yeah. that is classic high school, isn't it? Yeah. Literally, people see it and it's just boner, boner. <laughs> God, the kid. Fair dues to the kid. Harsh though. Teacher, stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hands in the air. Yeah. I've seen you just playing snake <laughs> with your snake. Oh God. <laughs> uh, right. Is is another one, right. I was teaching a year five lesson on space a few years ago. I can't remember exactly, but the task involved the children working in groups, which meant chairs were moved to allow for better group work. This meant one child ended up sitting in the way of part of the whiteboard. The children had to copy down some information about the distances of planets to the sun. So every so often you'd hear a boy from the back of the classroom shouting, Lucy, not a real name, accompanied with a hand gesture for her to duck down whilst he copied some information off the board. As the group at the back were working their way through the planet, you'd hear, Lucy! And sure enough, Lucy would duck down for them to copy and then carry on with her group. Now Lucy liked to chat. Approximately 45 minutes into lesson, hint, the group had obviously worked their way through the first six planets, I heard, Lucy! But Lucy was too busy chatting with her friends to hear. A further few Lucys were shouted, until eventually I heard, Lucy, bend over, I can't see your anus! (laughs) 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 This innuendo went completely over the children's heads, 
I, on the other hand, was laughing so hard I had to leave the classroom to compose myself. Oh, that's good. Right. One last one, because um, this one is funny as get, well. Get these stories. Keep these stories coming. Yeah. Quality. And, and it's the way they start as well. I'd like this to be anonymous. Right, so you know <laughs> this is a good one. So, I was expecting some... Gynae issues, and I was attending the hospital in the afternoon for an appointment, which entailed a smear test. You may be wondering where the school link is in this story. At the point where you put your feet together and your knees apart, a giant marble fell out of my pocket and bounced on the consulting fo- on consultant's floor. I had to convince the doctor and nurse that I'd fallen out of my pocket, having confiscated it earlier in the day during assembly from a child, and that it had not actually come out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine sort of like just putting well I've never been to a smear test but I'm imagining you're putting your legs up and as you sort of move it it just sort of falls out and it looks like it's come straight oh, from if I was having one it'd be Lego <laughs> Lego would drop out the amount of Lego I find on the playground is insane yeah um, so yeah thank you so much for those stories yeah, keep them coming uh, especially if you've got any sort of Christmas related story maybe something funny that's happened at your nativity play uh, head over to the website to Mr P's podcast there's a link there where you can submit your story all completely anonymous um, and we'll have, a, we'll have a good giggle next week with your uh, with your Christmas related stories right we have uh, we've do, got do you remember last week we talked about wet play oh yeah obviously the, the scenes of wet play so today, I just knew it. I knew we were recording an app tonight. Yeah. And what happened is the heavens opened. It was pouring down with rain, and it was wet play. And it was just, it just, this was just so random. So I was studying in uh, in one of the classrooms, and the kids were making the way back from the hall after they had the dinner. Knew it was wet play. It was pouring down. A kid ran into the classroom I was in, but because I was sat like in the corner. He didn't know I was there. Right. So he so a girl walked in, right? Yeah. Just kind of walked in. And he walked in after her and he just stood there with his arms like wide and went, It's bloody wet play. <laughs> I stood up and I went, excuse me. And he went straight away, he was like, sorry, sir. <laughs> sorry, sir. And I literally just like, what do you what do you I said, You are very lucky that this classroom is empty. Yeah. And then another great another another first today. <laughs> happened right is I'm covering this class and uh, it was only for a short period of time and a kid puts a hand up and goes sir I went yeah and he went say um, Chris Chris has just picked his nose and ate it right <laughs> Chris being sat like two tables away from him so I'm looking at this kid in the face I, I glance I glance over at Chris Chris looking Pretty damn embarrassed. <laughs> and like, and I, and I looked at Chris and I was just like, and I looked back at this kid and I just went, and what exactly has that got to do with you? What he does. Now I'm speaking from, you know, we have a brother who enjoys to partake in the old Russell Crosters. So I was, what exactly does that have to do with you? How is that affecting you? Yeah. So then this kid was just like, it isn't. I went exactly. If he wants to do that, that's his prerogative. Right, first, first ever time I used the word prerogative. Since that was it, Britney. That's my prerogative. Well, Bobby Brown did it first, didn't he? Oh, was it? Anyway, that's my prerogative. I am prerogative. <laughs> yeah. So then, the kids were astounded that I used such a big word. 
but then looked back at Chris and then I'd highlighted it to the whole class then. So Chris was kind of looking at me, hands, <laughs> knee, hands in need of the washing. <laughs> Go and wipe away. You're disgusted. Uh, right, here we go. Next feature. Oh, what a nose. When you really make a terrible shout And you don't know what you're talking about Everyone remembers what I know. Right, oh what a no. And we did make a no in the previous episode because we didn't do it. Yeah, that was a no. Well, let's 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 first discuss um obviously another very, very important um feature that is gonna be missing from this episode. Right. And obviously was missing from last episode, and that is the legend. Yeah. That is Nana Maureen. Yeah. Um, now, there is there is reasons behind it. Uh, we couldn't get a recording before the last step because uh, Nana Maureen wasn't feeling too clever. And we yeah. didn't want to kind of... Uh, we didn't want to kind of take the mick and yeah, uh, no. go around when she wasn't well. Uh, and then, to be honest, I was supposed to go around and... Uh, which is annoying because I actually went round uh, on Monday, I think. Yeah. So it's a bit annoying. Um and I was supposed to go today, but unfortunately my little girl was poorly, got sent home from school, so I had to shoot from school to go and grab her. So unfortunately there's no Nana Maureen in today's ep, but like Lee said, we are coming for a very festive edition, and there will be a treat in store around the festive period yeah, that involving is a guarantee. Nana Maureen. So if you're out there, if you're only tuning into this podcast for Nana Maureen, do not fear she is going to be back. So, a couple ones. So, I had a, a colleague of mine come, uh, send me this one, and um, she was quite embarrassed. So, you know, right, putting the learning challenge up on the board. Yeah, yeah. Right, so do you know when you write the learning challenge? You know, sometimes you've just got so many things going on in your head. Mm. And um, have you ever done, you, you've done this, haven't you? You've said that on a previous episode where you start writing a sentence and then whatever is in your head, oh, you yeah, just write yeah, all, right. all the time. Yeah. So this teacher was doing an RE lesson about uh, the Quran, right? And the learning challenge was something like, you know, can I learn some facts about the Quran, right? She's put it up on the board, and it was only halfway through the lesson that the TA noticed she'd not. She'd obviously written what was in her, what she was thinking about, and uh, it wasn't. Can I learn facts about the Quran? It was like, can I learn facts about corn? <laughs> and she's just because she's um, she's trying to go veggie or she's yeah, yeah. doing this diet where not diet but she's trying to have a couple of meat free days right, okay. and she said that she was thinking about having to go to the shop and get corn after school corn, yeah. so as she's writing the learning challenge it's obviously popped in her head and she's just put corn <laughs> I was um, I, something similar happened to me the other day I was, I was doing some reading uh, doing some readers and a kid had Matilda oh, yeah. uh, obviously my favourite book Obviously. It's the only book. It's the only book. <laughs> um, and I was kind of going, oh, great book. Read this many a time. <laughs> and uh, I said, have you seen the... Uh, as I was writing in his reading record, I was like, have you, seen the, uh, have you seen the film? And he was like, nah. And I was like, oh, no way. You should watch it. It's quality. Anyway, writing his reading record. Hey, I'll mate. Off you go. Off you pop. 
sat there pretty happy. Yeah, got up to page 77. Put his hand up about five minutes later. Sir, you've wrote great film in my uh, in my reading record. So he gave me his reading record and all I put was great film and then signed it. I was like, I ain't rubbing that out, that's true, lad. Uh, but this this was the O from the last episode that we didn't end up sharing. Um so, I've got a little boy in my class whose parents choose for him to be withdrawn from RE lessons. Um, we've also been doing the five-minute exercises with Joe Wicks, uh, and one of my class asked if he was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I had the little boy's parents in, questioning why I was indoctrinating indoct- him by exercising with Jesus. <laughs> Never in my career have I found it harder not to laugh at a parent. Honest to God, that tickled that's me so much. That's funny, that. Like, <laughs> can you imagine how a school today? Um, uh, yeah, but you know how you said I wasn't supposed to do RE? The teacher's making us do hit sessions yeah. with Jesus. I was lunging with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? I mean, I love I love Joe Wicks. I think he's brilliant and, you know... He's, uh, he does some amazing stuff. Like some of his recipes are great, and I love, I love the journey that he's been on. But uh, and maybe some people think he's the savior with the way he's, he, he approaches exercise and healthy eating. Star jumps with the light of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he should start maybe doing that with uh, with his food. Like, uh, and now we're going to bless the midget trees. <laughs> The body of Wick. <laughs> the body of a Lucy Bee. Some cranberry juice. The blood of Wicks. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, just tickle me that, because obviously this is what we've talked about before, how parents make assumptions based on what the kid says rather than Funny. trusting the teacher. So imagine, right, we can have a word. We've told her that she Plus, what do they think they're watching? Like, who there's definitely not like Jesus kind of like, okay guys, get ready. Take your crown of thorns off and let's get a move in. Yeah. Here we go, I'm going to do a 10 burpees. <laughs> let's just get a warm-up, let's get a warm-up. Don't worry, these are just my disciples, they're just going to help in the background. Just getting the dumbbells out. Kettlebell, oh God, that's funny. Um, we should we should make this as a little clip and send it, Joe, I'm sure he'll appreciate oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pa- his cooking books, the Bible. <laughs> oh, brilliant! So, um, that that's got to be one of the most ridiculous sort of parent complaints. That one, it's got to be because, again, why would you not just use your common sense and think? Well, if we've told the teacher that we don't want our child in RE lessons, surely they're not <laughs> not going to put our child in, in a hit in, session in, with in five minute abs <laughs> with Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Hit with Hosanna. <laughs> oh my goodness. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Cross fit. Puppies! <laughs> and the Holy Abs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that did tickle us. Right. Right, we'll go on to oh hang on. I didn't do the didn't do the question, did I? Right, so we have had a question. Um if you could have any celebrity work alongside you in the classroom, who would it be? Oh, that's a toughie. That is a toughie. Mm, depends. Um, do you want do you want someone to work alongside you who's gonna provide in, the bands? Are we or? talking like a day? Let's just do like a day, because I like who I work with. I don't really I Oh, look at this, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm being serious. No, because you you don't want, you know, too many cooks. 
But for one day only, I would love Chris Eubank. <laughs> only because I'd love to hear his voice to do with schools. Even right. him saying, schools. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> School dinners. Packed lunches. Yeah. I, I, was, that's it. I was thinking, everything to do with school. He would say amazingly. Yeah. Ofsted inspectors. <laughs> C C what is it? C D P R? Is it is it? G D P R What else do we think? Results. Deep dives. <laughs> and then it's this clip I wanted to play of uh, Celebrity Goggle Box when he's offering his son a a a a uh, smarty. Wouldn't you like a sweetie? A what? A sweetie. I'll take a smarty. These are smarties, indeed. <laughs> a absolutely stupendous confectionery. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If that's in your school for one day, you know, you just say, right, he's been messing around, go and have a word with him. Seriously? <laughs> Stop swinging on your chair. <laughs> so just so good. I'm going you bank all the way. Uh, I don't know. I'm celebrity. Celebrity. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Depends. What, if, if if it's someone to provide the bants, then like maybe someone like Peter Kay would be good to work alongside. He'd oh yeah, be quite good, wouldn't he? But then it's if it's someone that you'd want who'd be good at actual teaching. Yeah, like uh, Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah, someone like that yeah, that you can learn loads from. I just know that yeah. he's clever. Right, let's go into flashback to finish the episode. Flashback! Throwback! It's affecting every one of us! Right, so flashback. First of all, we need to reveal... Uh, we're going to have to, aren't the results from last episode. Now, if you remember last episode, we did our dream X-Factor lineup because X-Factor is dying a death. Surely it cannot continue after this year. Um, and we all made... Well, we made four choices each. Groups, overs, girls, boys. Uh, I tried to go for choices that I thought would be quite funny. Adam obviously took it seriously. You are such really a sore loser. Honestly, it's not this. a good colour on you. No one will um, want to recognise you now. <laughs> anyway, you, I think this is the most one-sided vote ever. How many votes? Uh, nearly 300. Just short of 300. You got 87% and I got 13%. <laughs> so, yeah, JLS, Oli Mers, Shane Ward and Leona Lewis. No, it's Cher Lloyd. But I was trying to go for the disgusting... That's what I was trying to get yeah, the vote Cher for. Lloyd cost you there. Yeah. Swagger Jagger. <laughs> yeah. I thought One Direction was going to pull it through. I always remember, I'm like one of them FHM, you know, FHM like top 100 sexiest women or something. I always remember Cher Lloyd was rated higher than Scarlett Johansson. Really? Oh, I kicked right off me. <laughs> I was like, I'm never buying this again. So, um... As we, as we record it, there is uh, it's just finished. I'm a celeb, and I know uh, plenty of you have been, wow. been enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, you're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. Oh, so that was funny. So Adam was round the other day, and we were watching the. Is it the Keith Lemon sketch show? Yeah, which is rubbish. Well, I, I've never watched it. it. I, well, I'm pretty sure it's rubbish. I'm sure I watched a bit of it. It's rubbish, but I missed them ones. Yeah, the, that's like when they do Ant and Dec. Yeah, all yeah, those yeah. selected times. The Ant and Dec ones, so oh, funny. So funny. When doing they do <laughs> doing great. Doing great. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so um, what we thought we'd do, so, so I know that loads of you have been loving I'm a Celeb because, I mean, uh, my Insta's just been on fire with all the memes that we've been sharing, so... His Insta's on fire! <laughs> no, it is, like, all the memes just uh, been mad, so we thought we'd take that as a flashback by saying, right, you got to dr- pick your dream lineup. Your dream lineup of I'm a Celeb, so you're the producer of I'm a Celeb, you've got to, you know, put together the contestants for next year... They cannot have been on it before, right? And you've mm-hmm. got to... What did we say? Sports star? Sports star. Someone from the world s- of entertainment. Entertainment, singer, or whatever. Singer, Sport, or whatever. Um, soap, soap star. star and, and then, then reality, reality star. star yeah. Right. So, we'll go for our... Um, sports star first? Yeah, go sports star, yeah. So, I'm going Serena Williams as my sports star. Okay. Just because I think she's an absolute legend. And uh, yeah, she she just would smash all the trials by by a mile. She'd just be yeah. You won't you won't go hungry if she's doing the trials, is what I'm saying. Mm, true. And she's you know she's an absolute legend. She'd have a few good stories to tell. What if she? What if? How would you feel if she made like tennis noises when she was sleeping? Then <laughs> what do you mean? You know, it's like you're trying to get sleep, and you're just like. Ah! <laughs> 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 you just have God, Serena. You're not playing, love. <laughs> just dream playing. Um, like a drink, juice. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on. Who's your sports? Uh, I'm going to go for one of my favourite sports uh, sports performers, and it is the US basketball sensation, which is LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron. LeBron James. It's funny, some kids were saying that to me today. I did this quiz and I put a picture of him in it. And then this this kid, the dead quiet girl, I said, do you know the answer to number two? And she, she just stood up and went, LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, LeBron James. I mean, uh, there was a documentary, wasn't there, years ago called More Than A Game and it kind of followed his rise through high school and stuff. And he's just an absolute legend. He's a gentleman as well. Yeah. Family man. And it, like, you know, just ridiculous. I'd love it. And he does that thing, I don't know if... I mean, people listening to this might not be too familiar with, with Barta, but um, he does this thing every Tuesday, he posts a video of himself eating with his family. Have you seen it? No, no. So every time he's, like, eating with his family, and he just goes, what is it? Have you not seen it? No. Oh, let me, let me get it. He goes, like, what is it? And then everyone's just like, Taco Tuesday. And he goes, like... Tuesday, he absolutely, <laughs> honestly, look at that first thing, Taco Tuesday, LeBron, he absolutely loves it. Hey guys, I know it's a pretty down night right now. Psych! Because it's Taco Tuesday! <laughs> He loves it. But yeah, legend. Right, so my choice for singer slash entertainer, uh, I'm going the entertaining side. Uh, an absolute... I mean, he's just been my idol for years, um, from probably first seeing his stand-up 
he has been my favourite and I've seen him live loads of times and I'm gutted that he's, he's retired Lee Evans has he retired? yeah 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 he's retired Lee it's Evans it's also because you've got the same first name as him and the same ears <laughs> <laughs> but Lee Evans for me is the best stand up ever I just still can watch every single one of his stand ups and cry laughing I just absolutely love him. So just having him yeah. in the jungle would just it just keeps spirits up. He, he, I remember him, when you had you had that video, didn't you? Of his like all of his stand up yeah, compilation, stand-up yeah. And I remember it was like the first stand up comedian that I actually got. And yeah, it was funny. Yeah, really so good. funny. He would be brilliant to be fair. Yeah. Um, my I'm going to go for a singer, um, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go someone. Mainly for the round the campfire, I say I'm going to say lullabies, but round the campfire just tunes. sing songs, yeah. And I'm going to go for Michael Bolton. Now we've mentioned we've mentioned Michael Bolton about the time that me and Mum went to the concert after I got dumped, cheated on and dumped. Hashtag <laughs> pizza. Up. Um, and but Michael Bolton, he's just you know he, he, his voice sounds like he gargles razor blades, but he's just like if you were sat round a campfire with him. And he just suddenly started going like, you know, like, Kumbaya, my lord. <laughs> I'd just be like, oh my God. I'd just be, just be real. Honestly, listen to Michael Bolton's Christmas album. I'll, I'll mention it. I'll, Mark, watch this space. <laughs> yeah. on, on the Christmas app, I'm going to play a little snippet from a Michael Bolton tune on his Christmas album. Because <laughs> I have never heard anyone... <laughs> I've never heard anyone sing White Christmas like he does. He honestly tears a new shred of it. Uh, oh, right, yeah. so soap star, I'm going to have to go for it. Danny Dyer. Uh, he'd be he'd be great value, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> he would. He'd be, he'd be great. Stuff like Danny... Oh, what? I'm not, I'm not Is that it? it? Is that it? I can't do the accent, can I? What? Um, but he'd, yeah, Danny Dyer would be good value. Um, well, I'm going to go a little bit old school, but he's a man of many talents, and uh, he'd probably do a show out of it after on Jungles, and that's Ross Kemp, because obviously Grant Mitchell in EastEnders, uh, Peggy's son, brother of Phil, yeah, um, married Martin McCutcheon, didn't he? And she got run over near Christmas time. Yeah, uh, was she called Janine? Uh, might have been yeah, yeah. Um, that was when EastEnders was good though wasn't it remember yeah, Thingy yeah. was in it as well Ross Kemp's dad uh, not Ross Kemp's dad the guy who was um, in it Martin R- Kemp Martin Kemp yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, gold. but he was like a hated character yeah um, yeah so but Ross Kemp I mean them videos he put up after the World Cup I mean you can imagine couldn't you like coming back with 10 stars <laughs> and being like and when he was just like how'd you get on and it's just like Ten stars. Yeah! <laughs> this is everything! You legends! Uh, right, reality star to finish off. Right, I'm going old school. I'm going for the, one of the first UK reality stars, and that's Craig from the first <laughs> Big Brother, the winner of such, Big Brother 1. Such a renegade jungle lineup. Because again, he was just... He was just yeah, Serena Williams, guy. Lee Evans, and Craig from Big Brother, from Big Brother and 1. And Danny Dyer. <laughs> That'd be an awesome line. Craig, handyman, isn't he? <laughs> handyman. <laughs> and I remember when he called out Nasty Nick. Oh, Do you God, remember that? 
Yeah, uh, well, I didn't watch it. I mean, I was still pretty. And young, you've been but, breaking the rules. Yeah, you've been breaking the rules. And he's it's lied to everyone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was, and he's a. He seems a nice lad, and you know, he had a, he had his own show, didn't he, for a while? His own building show. Yeah. I don't like, know what he's up to nowadays, but yeah, he needs to come back into the limelight. I liked him. Funny. He released a he released a tune, didn't he? <laughs> he, did he released actually, a single. Yeah. Oh my single. god. Uh, right, go on then, you finish it off, your reality star. Well I'm gonna go for one of the biggest reality stars in the world. And it's simple because this is someone who would get all the votes to do the Bush to Gas. Yeah. Um and it's Kim Kardashian. Now you when you it, think you of when you think of um reality stars, she's the one that comes up because, you know, her life is reality TV. And I know she's, you know, she's like a billionaire now and she's married to Kanye. But, you know, getting her to do the jungle. Oh, yeah, taking would, everything yeah, away. Taking everything away. Losing your luxury items. Yeah. When, when Michael Bolton, <laughs> in his old age, just loses it in a challenge. I'm sorry, Kim. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, she. it'd be good to see her... In that situation, I would love honestly if you could give me now a video of a conversation, not a Kim Kardashian video. <laughs> we know what happens in them, <laughs> but a video. I was going to say a video of Ross Kim <laughs> and Kim Kardashian. This, yeah. this, this is everything. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, you don't know what this means, Kim. Um, but just them having a conversation. You know, because I, I was watching one of his documentaries and he's just so serious, isn't it? Yeah. He was interviewing this homeless person in Las Vegas and he was just like, so you gambled away £23,000 in one day? <laughs> and the guy was just like, yeah, man, who cares, man? It's Vegas. I don't care about anything, man. <laughs> Ross Kemp's like, you should have cared about that twenty-three grand <laughs> you lost in one day. I was just like, leave him alone. Yeah. Uh... No, that'd uh, that'd be uh, even though the, the the tape with Kim could be a, a fun <laughs> pun name of Ross Kim Pompangs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so just to recap, then Dream I'm a Celeb lineup. I've gone Lee Evans, Serena Williams, Danny Dyer, and Craig. Uh, Adam's gone. <laughs> 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 he is absolutely. If he listens to this, he'd be like, "No way! I'm going in the jungle with Serena." And then Adam's gone. LeBron James, <laughs> Michael Bolton, Ross Kemp, and Kim Kardashian. Oh, a couple of lineups there. <laughs> we will get the uh, we'll get the poll on the Facebook page at some point next week. Um, so again, thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you've enjoyed that one. It's given us a, another good giggle. Uh, as always, please head over to the website to share your stories, get your tickets for the live show. If you've not done it yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. Remember, keep sharing it with all your friends. We'd love to hit the half a million before Christmas. And look out, because before Christmas, we will be doing a very special Christmas episode of Two Miss Peas in a Podcast. So watch out for that. Uh, enjoy your last week or so in school. Have a good one. Take care of yourselves. See you later. It all started with mom. She's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure. So this Mother's Day, Kate Spade New York is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life. 
From our newest arrivals like springy dragonfly adorned handbags and jewelry to gifts under $100 to the best sellers on Mom's Most Wanted list, there's something for everyone. Maybe you can even treat yourself too. Shop the Mother's Day gift guide at katespade.com.